0: we <laughs> On the Gopher Sports Network. From Learfield
1: IMG College, this is the Golden Gopher Podcast. Presented by Schuler Shoes. Fall fun starts at Schuler Shoes. Step in for the largest selection of footwear for the season or visit shulershoes.com. And by Red Savoy Pizza. Soda-style pizza since 1965. Find us online at savoypizza.com.
2: Welcome to the Golden Gopher Podcast. I'm Justin Gard from KFAN Radio and the Gopher Radio Network. Thanks, as always, for finding us here every week on the podcast, for subscribing, for rating, and hopefully telling a friend. We appreciate everybody listening this past year as we just entered Season 2 of the Golden Gopher Podcast. If you're new to the deal, uh, we try to give you some unique Gopher content every single week. May it be a current student athlete, a current coach, a member of the media, an administrator, or in this case, today's guest, Nick Bukestad, A former gopher who's gone on to professional hockey, and we've had a lot of fun over the last year and change, and we appreciate everybody listening. We also appreciate our great partners, Shuler Shoes and Red Savoy Pizza. They've been with us every step of the way, no pun intended, when it comes to Schuler Shoes. Go to ShulerShoes.com. You can find your location. You can browse their entire selection. You can learn about their free foot evaluations. You can learn about their sales, you can learn about pretty much everything Schuler Shoes at ShulerShoes.com. You should also do yourself a favor, check out the new Red Savoy ad starring P.J. Fleck. They're very funny. Coach Fleck is right, by the way. You can order hot, delicious, soda-style pizza right from the couch because you are pizza elite. Visit SavoyPizza.com for delivery options. Red Savoy Pizza, soda-style Since 1965, let's get to the podcast this week. I mentioned it's former gopher hockey player, Nick Bukestad, now a member of the Minnesota wild local kid from Blaine. I wasn't able to do the podcast this last week, had some things going on later in the week. So I tapped my buddy, Mike Grimm voice of the gophers and said, Call Nick Bukestad, please. You're going to enjoy the conversation, and I think you will all enjoy listening to it. Well, thanks, Gardzi.
3: It is our pleasure to welcome former Golden Gopher star hockey player Nick Bukestad, now, of course, a member of the NHL and in the uh, Minnesota Wild organization now, back uh, with his hometown or in his hometown with his hometown team. and. Uh, Nick played for the Gophers from 2010 to 2013, three-year career, including all WCHA a couple of times yeah, in there and a couple of uh, WCHA championships for the Gophers as well in that time. Nick, time flies. It seems like it wasn't that long ago that I was grabbing you after practice for for quick interviews for our daily updates on the network, and here you are, what, seven, eight years later, uh, uh, putting up big numbers in the NHL. Great to chat with you.
4: Yeah, thanks a lot. I appreciate it. Um, yeah. Like you said, those are the good old days, fun times, and um, always cherish the memories at the U. I uh, had a great time there.
3: Yeah, and you were there at a pretty good time as well. When you talk about uh, championships, it was a string of, I think you were part of uh, two, and that th- those first two I think was a part of six straight conference championships that uh, teams won uh, at the U, and I think you were part of teams from Minnesota that had a total of 11 guys that at one point or another were in the NHL, including several who still, like yourself, were playing. I mean, there was a lot of talent through that building, wasn't there?
4: Yeah, it was uh, the, the crew we had going through there. I think my freshman year we had uh, 10 incoming freshmen and um, a lot of good players from Nate Schmidt, Eric Holla, um Justin Hall. We had a, a lot of assortment of guys that, um, you know we came in our freshman year and we kind of struggled the first half We're a really young team and I don't know we, we kind of learned uh, learned a lot about ourselves I think there kind of got kicked in the rear and um, I think it was the best thing for us was a couple of years after we you know we did well we never won a national championship but we were always in the running and um, like you said won some conference championships but uh, you know those are those are some fun years some fun developmental years to be with guys that um you know are so highly competitive and continuing to play here um those are the kind of guys you want to practice with every day and live with and um, go to school with and everything you do in college so um yeah just just fun to look back i haven't really with all the chaos going on in the world uh yeah, I haven't really thought much about the college days, but great time,
3: yeah, certainly I'm sure fun to reminisce um, how much do you try to stay in touch with some of those guys? Obviously, you see a few at the rank you know playing against them in the n h l but um you know in today's day and age with social media are you able to you know text or, or track each other down uh, some way shape or form, Facebook or what have you
4: yeah, yeah we're uh we're still a pretty close group like i I mean I talked to. A lot of the guys from our class and um, even some of the older guys so um, like to play in the summer beauty league you see guys there all the time and that's always a, a good event to kind of catch up with guys uh, I mean we're getting older now so guys are getting getting having kids and getting married so not necessarily as much time to hang out as, as there was right when we were out of college but uh, you know we definitely wouldn't we're in each other's cities. If we're, we're playing each other, we definitely go grab dinner. Or, um, you know, if something crazy happens, we call each other and see what's going on. So, yeah, just uh, a lot of friendships made there. and uh, It's just it's fun to be able to continue those relationships down the road.
3: Mention a lot of those guys now have uh, a family, including you, and you, you're adding to it uh, in recent uh, weeks, right? Tell us about uh, your situation now as a, as a new dad again.
4: Yeah. Uh I just have my second daughter Lucy. I have my seventeen month old is Layla and she's running around keeping us busy and um we're getting some help from my mom here. She's quarantining with us. We're kinda playing it safe with the the young baby. So we're we're kinda on lockdown and living the life of uh you know, just accommodating to the kids. So it's been fun. It's uh, you know, it's awesome to have a couple of girls and uh, I already got my 17 month old grabbing a hockey stick I'm trying to teach her how to shoot a little bit and she does that for about 5 seconds and moves on to the next thing but yeah it's uh next chapter in my life I'm super excited about it and um you know my wife wife's doing great and um yeah it's just a good time in life to really get get caught up with family and uh you know be home and do some things you weren't able to do Um, You know, when you're on the road and in training camp, usually right now we're in training camp. So um, just trying to enjoy this time in Minneapolis.
3: Well, and you you think about, um, you know, she's already got a stick in her hand. The opportunities now for for girls – uh, to play hockey, even from the time you were young, it, it was kind of growing at that point, but now it, it's really, um, it's grown to the point now where if it, you know, you're, she's going to get every opportunity you got. And if she's good, like you are, she's going to be able to travel the world the way you did when you think about it. And maybe, <laughs> maybe hockey won't be her course or either of their courses, but if they want to, uh, the opportunities now for girls in hockey is, is really unbelievable, isn't it?
4: Yeah. I mean, even when I, we were at the U the, uh, the girls that were there, you know, I, I still follow some of them that are still playing with the USA team, and um, you know that uh, that's kind of the mecca for the girls as far as hockey goes, uh, University of Minnesota. So, I uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm not going to push it on her. I'm sure my dad will. My dad already, <laughs> I think he has plans for her to skate on the lake this uh, this winter. And um, yeah, I think uh, I don't know. I kind of my wife ran check at the University of Minnesota, so. I don't know I mean whatever they want to do we'll uh we'll support them but um I I wouldn't mind being a you know on an outdoor track watching you know I I like all different sports so um whatever they choose is great and um yeah if it is hockey even better <laughs>
3: <laughs> well you mentioned your dad and of course your uncle is a former gopher as well and a former nhl player uh you were mr hockey in 2009 and obviously hockey had been in your background how early do you remember um uh, uh nick uh, picking up a hockey stick and and how early was it when you realized that you had a pretty good skill
4: um I don't know. I mean when I was younger I think uh I mean I was I was skating when I could walk basically. I think I was walking around the house in skates. Uh I obviously my uncle had a good good hockey career and uh my dad played in high school as well, all the way up to high school. So it, it the passion runs deep with the family and uh yeah, I mean I used to my mom said I used to sleep with my hockey stick. I was kind of a nut job about it. So um uh, I guess just the, lucky to love something so much at, at that age and um being able to play it at this age is like a dream come true so uh i look back yeah there's a lot of good memories on the outdoor rink um one of the earlier ones i can remember is my dad uh would go out to happy acres in blaine it was a they actually have an outdoor zamboni there it's a pretty cool setup but my feet would get so cold i don't want to be out there for so long he would uh I'd be finally, I'd tap out and he'd bring me, he'd rush me into the warming house and he'd put my feet under cold water to warm them up. So that's a little (laughs) trick for the Minnesotans if they don't know it yet. If your feet are really cold, put them under cold water and it actually warms them up. A little
3: counterintuitive there,
4: but a good tip. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. So yeah, I I do kind of remember those days. And um, yeah, it's just uh, a rich culture here in Minnesota, which is why. definitely excited to be back playing here and with all the all the fans and um all my family here it's definitely uh you know pretty surreal well that that was my
3: next line of questioning
4: uh, you, you're going
3: to segue into it uh, beautifully um what is it like when you got the word or what was it like when you got the word and uh had, had you been hearing from your agent or from the organization that maybe it was trending the, to the point where you'd be traded to uh to your hometown NHL team
4: yeah I mean uh I had a uh, pretty tough season as far as uh injuries go I didn't play much I had a couple surgeries so I was uh you know I didn't really know what was going to happen with with the way the direction was going to go in Pittsburgh I kind of figured they were going to make some changes um yeah I just uh I, I had no idea really I just got the call from Ben Hankinson and Chris McAlpine had me on speakerphone on a Friday night my daughter was born four days before and they claimed they were just calling to check in and see how Lucy was doing. I I knew something was going on and, uh, yeah, they, they kind of milked it a little bit and about five minutes into the conversation, they ended up telling me. So it was pretty cool, pretty exciting. And, um, you know, there's going to be, it's going to be a different atmosphere than what I experienced down in Florida, obviously, you know, having family and friends around and, um, I'm going to use that to my benefit and, you know, try to stay focused. I just keep saying that I'm going to treat it like I got traded to any other team. And, um, you know, I'm going to take pride every day, going to the rink and doing my best to help the team win a Stanley cup. And, um, you know, I just, it happens to be in a wild jersey, and the team I grew up cheering for, so it's pretty cool.
3: Yeah, really cool indeed. And and I was going to ask about that, being in the hometown you mentioned, with family members around, friends around. Uh, you know, I, I could see where there could be some pressure, uh, whether it's, hey, um, do you have tickets? Hey, um, can I get some merchandise? Hey, can I do this? Hey, you need to score a goal tonight where, you know, when you're playing in Florida, you're tucked away, maybe you, you know you can mind your own business and go out and, 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 and go about it. So I suppose in one sense it's great to be back. In another sense, there is going to be a new aspect to this of handling everything involved with it, right?
4: Yeah, no doubt. Um, yeah, and I, I, I think I'm pretty, pretty aware of how that goes. As I've talked to a few guys uh, that have played here from Minnesota, and you know, they give me their tips, and they said it can be great or it can be stressful, and it's just ever however you make it. So I, uh, I think I'm at the point in my life. You know, I got two young daughters. I have a family here, and um, if I was maybe 21, 22 years old, just coming to the league, I think it would be a lot tougher position, but, uh, you know, I, I think I'm going to use it to my advantage, use the excitement of, you know, being around where I grew up and, um, you know, you can put it, it's a tough league wherever you're playing. So, uh, you can make it as stressful and as, uh, as much pressure as as you want or you can choose to you know find ways to you know try to calm yourself when you're not doing well or um you know if uh you're you're feeling the pressure you, i think i'm at the point where um you know my career is obviously number 1 right now but i uh i can definitely um kind of sift out the outside noise
3: what uh, did your family think how excited is uh, are your parents and 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 uh, everybody else your uncle and uh, you know friends too
4: yeah uh that, yeah that friday night i got traded it's pretty crazy uh tough to sleep that night I had a lot of calls and texts so um i think the most someone asked me who was the most excited I uh I think without a doubt is my mom. I don't know if it was because I was playing here or if her grandkids were gonna be in town for <laughs> um another year. I think that that makes a big difference and being able to be around the family, especially when the girls are growing up and um, you know, they can help out when I'm gone a little bit, which is huge and um, you know, it's just it's where we plan to live when we're when I'm done playing. Um so yeah, it just ended up working up working out perfectly. Mentioned your wife ran track
3: uh Jackie is she is she a Minnesota native as well or was she is she a transplant now having come to the U from outside?
4: No, she has she's a Scotty. she's from Stevens Point, Wisconsin, so um she went to high school there and we uh we went to the we, had, we were in the same dorm at, at the U, Territory Hall, met there and um got married at what were we 24, 25, so um yeah, it's uh tough living in the house sometimes with a Packer fan, but she's uh we have the commonality with the the gopher gopher alum going on. So, um I think it's tough for her dad to to wear the maroon and gold, but he'll do it every once in a while for us and um yeah, she's accustomed to Minneapolis pretty well, so um yeah, it's uh it's fun. I mean, we banter, we at we we get back and forth about the Packer Viking stuff, but uh, I think they, at the moment, they're they got us in the stranglehold with them being two and zero and us zero two. But yeah, yeah, that was a rough way first weekend.
3: Rough first weekend in your house for you, I would think. We're first weekend of the NFL. <laughs>
4: yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, All right, yeah, exactly. So. Um,
3: let, let me ask you, too, about some things in, in relation to playing your career, the early part of your career in Florida, which is almost the opposite of Minnesota, where when you're in Fort Lauderdale and Miami, hockey is really not in the forefront of anybody's uh, you know, thought just in the general public, unlike in St. Paul and the Twin Cities and the entire state here. What was that like uh, growing up in, you know, in Minnesota where hockey was at the forefront as part of a culture and then, uh, you know, playing at the U and then going to, to a place in South Florida where, uh, where hockey, I mean, look, there, there were, there's an NHL team, but uh, it had to be weird to, to, to be part of a culture where hockey wasn't really forefront.
4: Yeah, it's a total... Uh... Total shift from being in Minnesota. Obviously, coming from even playing for the golfers, I experienced more media coverage uh, than I did down in Florida, at least to begin with. Um, but yeah, I I, uh, I loved it down there. I loved uh, living there. I loved the team. I was there for six and a half years, so um, it's just a different dynamic. You get to go to the rink in short, shorts and flip flops, and um, you know it's a little little different than the minus 10 winners here. But, um, yeah, I think it was good for me to kind of get out of the, get out of the state for a little bit, experience something different. And, uh, you know, kind of go on my own, obviously going to high school here, I, I spent my whole life here. So I was able to, uh, experience a new city and learn a little bit about myself living on my own. And mom wasn't there to do my laundry. So <laughs> I, uh, I definitely cherish those times down in Florida and, um, just uh just definitely definitely uh thankful for all all the different places I've gotten to play here in Pittsburgh last few years and um now Minnesota so it's kind of come full circle but I think it was good for my career and uh just myself uh growing as a person in the mat- uh, maturation process of uh you know just kind of figuring it out and learning to learning to live on your own a little bit so um, yeah, it was great. Well, and I would think it w-
3: it uh, would also be fun in season to on and off day if you have a little time, you can go golfing uh, if you're in Florida, <laughs> or go fishing without having to have a uh, an ice house, right? Uh, in season, which, yeah. which you can't do here, I suppose.
4: Yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, Willie Mitchell, who played for the Wild, I was fortunate enough to play with him for a few years down there, and uh, he's a big deep sea fisherman, so after practices we'd sometimes go off on this boat deep sea fishing and he caught me uh he got me on a couple sailfish and um uh, definitely just a different vibe and you, you had to learn not to i'm not a huge golfer so probably worked in my benefit but um you try to keep it as professional as possible down there obviously on off days you want to get your rest and not get fried in the sun which is uh you know appetizing to do but eventually you just get used to the lifestyle of living down there. And, um, you know, it's no different than living in Minnesota other than the sun's out almost every day. So, uh, yeah, I, uh, I met a lot of good people down there and, um, golf swing didn't get any better, unfortunately, <laughs> but yeah, definitely loved it.
3: Are you, uh, is fishing still one of your big hobbies? Do you try to get out on the lake some? Yeah.
4: Yep. I, uh, decent amount. It's a little tougher with the little ones now, but, uh, kind of revolving my life around their schedule and um I'll get out every once in a while I like to I do a um fishing trip with my buddies up north we go up to Lake Vermillion once a year with my high school buddies so that's something I always look forward to and um yeah I do a little fishing around the city so um looking to get into muskie fishing at some point here but that takes time and (laughs) That, that might be, until the kids are out of the house, that might be just bass fishing, which is usually what I enjoy to do. Yeah, for sure, no doubt. And with
3: the little ones, you may you may need to do some pan fishing to have them around, you know, you've got yeah. to make sure that they're catching fish all the time, for sure. Yeah,
4: exactly, exactly.
3: Well, let's talk about the wild real quickly before we let you go here on the Gopher Podcast. Um, obviously, I mean, you know all the rosters, and you know what the league's about, and you know kind of where the wild have fit in here in recent years. How do you think you fit into that schedule, or into that roster, and, and how do you, how good do you think this team can be as uh, bill garen continues to to shuffle things a little bit with the with the way the team's makeup is
4: yeah um i mean i was definitely excited aside from being from minnesota it's uh, it's an exciting team i think there's going to be uh you know a lot of steps made from th- this past year uh coming into next year i i mean i'm just looking forward to getting into the room obviously i'm still in the process of meeting some of the guys and some guys are back home at the moment, but uh, from the guys I have met, they they seem super excited about next year. And um, as far as where I fit in, I <laughs> I, I could play center and wing. So I, I I was lucky enough to play wing for a few years down in Florida, but mostly center in my career. So wherever that puts me, I'm uh, I'm just just here to try to help the team win some games and um, you know fight for that Stanley Cup. That's that's the main goal of every team and every player going into the season. So, um, I guess just gelling with the guys as soon as possible. And, um, you know, it just, it seems like a good, uh, fun group to be a part of. So we're really looking forward to getting that first game or whenever that will be, obviously a lot of uncertainty, but, um, you know, after missing most of the year, I've been, uh, been on the ice a little more now and, um, you know, the rehab and the, the strength and conditioning process has been coming along. So I'm just doing my best to try to be the, the best version of myself. And um, wherever that puts me, uh, you know, I'm, I'm willing to accommodate
3: you know, you had played at such a high level. I mean, you, you know, I look down here at your stats. In 2018, you had a 49-point season, played in all 82 games with Florida. And then, really, the injury bug has hit. And, and at this point, you're still a young guy. I mean, you're still young enough. How do you feel? And and uh, if you can put a full season together, first of all, how frustrating was it the last couple of years to not be able to be on the ice as much as you wanted after having played at such a high level? And, and two, how do you feel? And, and, and what are your prospects in terms of health, trying to, uh, you know, trying to uh, get the things back on track that way.
4: Yeah, I mean uh it, there's been no shortage of injuries for myself and um you know I, I try to take a lot of pride in my off season training so that gets frustrating when uh you put in a good work uh workload in the summer and um you know you're not you're not able to be on the ice with the team at times. It's really it gets frustrating and uh you know it really makes you put everything in perspective as far as how fortunate you are um, to be even playing the game. But, um, I, I you know, it's been a lot of light learning lessons for me. I just, uh, I, I I've learned a lot about my body, a lot about myself in the meantime. So I've tried to take advantage of some unfortunate situations that, um, you know, when I was younger, I, I, I worked super hard, skated a lot and lifted a lot, but I didn't necessarily do the, uh, do the little things to, um, you know, ease my body i would say and i I think sometimes your body can take a toll if uh you know you're not you're not stretching or doing doing things that um you know at a young age you don't kind of take for granted you think you're going to be healthy your whole life so um definitely had to switch a lot of things up as far as how i approach um my day of training and even game days um yeah it's been a lot of adjustments but i think i'm at the point now where you know i've I feel a lot more free after this last surgery as far as uh, my body's moving um, really well. And um, it's coming along to the point where I think I can be an effective player again. So it's an exciting, motivating year um, for many reasons. And um, I just uh, I can't reiterate how, how excited I am to get going. It's been a long off season for me, so. Uh, hopefully we get going sooner than later
3: well we're li- really looking forward to seeing you playing back here in saint Paul and you know back that was back in the day when you were with the u that uh, you know St Paul was the host of those conference tournaments. Do you have some memories of of playing some important games in that building? I would assume yeah, I
4: have some great memories I also have some not so great memories but uh the not so great ones more so in high school uh not being able to win a state championship made it made it all three years with Blaine but never could pull it off can thank Kyle Rao and Nick Letty for the one year I think that was their closest year and uh they beat us in the semis we had them up two nothing before uh third period and they came back Kyle scored a couple goals and they ended up winning it but uh yeah when we got to college playing in the final five those I mean I grew up watching the Gophers that was like those guys were like the biggest stars to me um you know they, they won in 02 and 03 and I had posters all over my room that those were my idols so um when when I finally got to play at the XL and getting to play against North Dakota and um some other games it was it was just crazy and actually we lucked out that the regionals were uh one year we made it to the frozen four down in Tampa The the regionals were in at the XL. So we ended up winning there, beat North Dakota. That felt, felt pretty good. So, um, yeah, it's just, uh, it's a really cool, um, uh, cool place for me. And, um, I, I've always loved playing there.
3: Well, we'll look forward to uh, seeing you uh, on the ice. Do you know your number yet? Are you going to stay with the, with the usual?
4: Yep. I'm keeping number 27. I was lucky enough to get that. So great. going to roll that over. That was, uh, Number I've always worn since I was a kid because my uncle Scott wore that when he was at the University of Minnesota. So beautiful. Well, we'll look forward
3: to seeing it, uh, Nick. Thanks so much. Great to catch up. Uh, always uh, fun to watch, and we'll look forward to seeing you in the wild sweater uh, coming up hopefully soon. Here.
4: Yeah, sounds good. I appreciate it. All right, Nick Bukestead,
3: thanks so much. That's our Gopher podcast. Guardsy, back to you.
2: Appreciate you, Grimmer, stepping in for me last week. That's the voice of the Gophers, Mike Grimm, with former Gopher and current Minnesota Wild hockey player Nick Bukestad. Looking forward to watching him play, and hopefully, as they uh, talked about in that podcast, hopefully Nick can stay injury-free, because when he's injury-free, he's one hell of a hockey player. Appreciate Grimm taking the time to help me out. Appreciate Nick joining us as well. Want to give a special shout-out. To uh, Dan Resig from Gopher Sports Information, he was more uh, specifically worked with men's basketball and Richard Pitino, so I got to work with them a lot the last six or seven years, and uh, he's moved on to a different job outside of the world of sports, and he was also the first producer of the Golden Gopher podcast, so not only did we work together on the Richard Pitino radio show and the Richard Pitino TV shows and everything with men's basketball the last handful of years, uh, everything that you heard basically the last year was because of the work of Dan. So, Danny, I appreciate you. We're going to miss you. Thanks for everything you've done for the you and uh, dealing with Richard Pitino all those years. I can't believe you lasted that long, my friend. That's a joke. Richard will like it. Uh, but, Danny, we appreciate you, and thanks for everything you did for the podcast. Thanks again to Shuler Shoes and Red Savoy Pizza for helping us out. We will be back soon with the next episode of the Golden Gopher Podcast.
1: This has been the Golden Gopher Podcast presented by Schuler Shoes. Fall fun starts at Schuler Shoes. Step in for the largest selection of footwear for the season or visit SchulerShoes.com And by Red Savoy Pizza, soda style pizza since 1965. Find us online at savoypizza.com.